Hunting boots are a critical component of any successful hunt. Whether walking a short distance to your blind or trudging miles through rugged terrain, your feet are carrying the load. Without the right boots, you could give up early and lose out on that trophy just over the ridge. At Midway USA, we make selecting boots for your next hunt easier. With just a few clicks of a mouse, you can decide on what's important, like waterproofing, insulation, size, width, and savings. For just about everything for shooting, hunting, and the outdoors, check out MidwayUSA.com. Whether you're just looking to stay warm during a hunt or need maximum concealment, the clothing you wear can make or break a hunt. At MidwayUSA.com, we understand hunting clothing has come a long way with more meticulously crafted camo patterns, advanced scent control technologies, and weatherproof options to withstand the elements. Hunters have to wait until their favorite season, but shouldn't wait on gear, which is why MidwayUSA offers super fast shipping. When you're ready for your next system, log on to MidwayUSA.com. This segment is brought to you by Jigmaster Jigs. When in doubt, get the jig out. Go to jigmasters.com and use promo code PNF20 and save 20% off your next jig order today. Welcome to the Paddle and Fin Podcast Network. This is the final cast segment with your hosts, Brad Hicks and Josh Eldridge, where we cast our final opinions on all products, good and bad. Welcome to the final cast. You're listening to the final cast on the Paddle and Thin Podcast Network. I am Brad. And I'm Josh. How you doing, man? I'm doing good, man. Doing good. Wanted to try to do some fishing today, but uh, the gale force winds we had consistently all day kept that from happening. So I was outside cutting plywood and all that crap all day long, dude. So I was getting it in my mouth and down my shirt. and <laughs> It sucked. Man, it was windy today. Yeah, it was it was pretty bad, but uh, today it stunk because I, I kind of I had some fish to upgrade in the monthlies in the charity tournament, but because today is the last day, they're only doing them for 21 days, as opposed K- to the KBF yeah, K- monthly. Yeah, huh. I don't know if you had noticed uh, one Chad's videos. He talked about shortening them, mm-hmm. and so they run from the first to the 21st or so, something like that. So today was the last day, so. I was kind of bummed not to get on the water, but oh well, no big deal. What did, what do you know? What you placed? I want to say probably seventeenth or eighteenth out of forty-three. That's pretty good. Uh, I had eighty-three, uh, but I definitely could have upgraded probably at least potentially all four fish if I'd have been out a little bit more. You know, uh, for yeah. the I had a nineteen. Um, a couple 16 and three quarters and a couple of 15 and three quarter and a six and a 15 and a half. So definitely could have upgraded the, the two 15s at least and potentially, you know, the other two 16s. So, um, I don't know. It was kind of rough, man. Like the other day we went out and I did a new section of the river and it looked so promising. It looked so good. It was a juicy spot. Definitely. And yeah. Um, it just didn't, it didn't pan out, man. Uh, I got one bite hooked into a, a, what felt like a good fish off of a eddy and on the edge of the eddy, there's this log that lays straight out into the water. It's completely submerged right now. You can see the end of it when the water's down, but right now it's sitting completely like underwater. You can just see the uh, backside of it in the shallow water. It's only like two feet deep, but it goes out to be like. 20 feet deep where this eddy runs and uh 
I hooked that fish right on the opposite end of the log. I was sitting on one side of it and I thought I actually was snagged on the log and dude, he took me for a ride. I had him and about three seconds in the fight, I felt my lure come loose. And so I was kind of bummed. It was the only bite I had all day too. Excuse me. That reminded me of a, another, uh, uh, time I caught a fish last summer, I, I cast it over a log on accident. I was bringing it up out of the water slowly and I was about to jerk it. So it would come back over the log and well, a fish hit it. So I had to, I had to pull that fish up over like three foot of log. I was sticking in the air. Yeah. It was funny, but it was, uh, that was actually on Sunday when you were fishing, uh, the PNF host tourney bracket, man, which you ended up beating Ricketts with, uh, three fish, right? Yeah. You caught three. Did yep. he only, he only caught the one nineteen? Yeah. His was huge. That was a good fish, man. It was, uh, it was awesome seeing it live and everything. <clears throat> yeah. He got excited. That was funny. Give a few, uh, like yells, hollers, whatever. Yeah. It was pretty cool. But, um, so yeah. And then our other tournament matchup was Josh Smith and Ryan Milford and Josh Smith was, uh, fishing in, uh, what looked like a New York hurricane. Yeah. And, uh, both of them skunked out. So they have a rematch coming up on Friday for two hours. I think it's from 12 to two, something like that. He, he, he said best five fish limit. Yeah, I don't know why they just didn't make it three, but I mean, it's gonna, they didn't catch five in four hours, let alone try to do it in two. But I mean, if they do it, cool. I mean, that'd be awesome. So I, it doesn't matter really, you know. I, I hope somebody just catches one. You know what I mean? Yeah, yeah. I mean, it, it happens, man. I mean, like I said, I spent I spent seven hours, eight hours on the river, had one bite, lost that fish. You know, so yeah. that was the same day you were on the river. I think the it, they're really specific where they're at right now and oh yeah if, you know and if they're not there they're they weren't biting real well i don't think it wasn't like a crazy day that day so i, I no. as far as i mean but they're also in completely different parts of the country josh was dealing with some severe weather and then <clears throat> milford you know I, I don't know what his weather was like down there it didn't seem too hateful so we could hear him pretty clear he 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 was sunny and like upper 50s 60s yeah had like the mid 50 water temperatures and stuff yeah so, when is your matchup uh may 3rd may 3rd oh not this sunday but the following sunday gotcha i got i uh i got some spots to try to go to check out before then so we'll see how that oh, goes yeah, i saw your comment you said uh land of giants <laughs> or like uh or like brian's calling them jaints yeah. Some janks. Yeah. yeah. That's funny. But well, other than that, man, we uh Brad and I decided we're gonna do a episode on uh different batteries that we've used for our kayaks. Um I know Brad Brad and I both have primarily just used our batteries so far for fish finders. We don't have lights or anything hooked up um but we do have like recommendations as far as like you know how much power you'd want to get in your battery if you do want to run extra stuff so um we both are familiar with quite a few anglers that you know run multiple batteries so we could kind of touch on that a little bit too but 
Brad will start us off. Brad, I think Brad has more experience with different batteries than I do. Um, I've used two different kinds so far. Uh, Brad, I know, has at least used four. Man, but, I, I've been through so many batteries over the past seven years. It's not even funny. Yeah. So. We'll kind of explain why that. So you want to go ahead and start us off with your first one that you ever yeah. ran? I don't remember exactly what brand. Actually, it might have been uh, Wilderness uh, Sportsman Outdoors type battery. I don't know. It was some brand like that. Uh, sealed lead acid battery. I believe it was 7 amp hour. Um, that, that, that battery didn't last me that long. I don't yeah. know. You've used uh, uh, lead acid batteries and... It it seems like they last a year and then that's it. You know what I mean? Yeah. Um, I think there's a lot of factors that kind of come into play with that. Um, I my first one was sitting behind me. It's this little one right here. It's a actually it's actually a fairly big battery. It's a 12 amp hour uh, 12 amp hour battery uh, from Power Stroke. Um, this battery I think I've seen it a lot in like you know kids big wheel toys that sort of thing things are heavy too yeah it is super heavy man this thing weighs probably i want to say close to i would say between eight to ten pounds by i was about to say the the smaller ones that are the same size as dakota's batteries those are double the size of the dakota battery or in weight at least so it's a power sonic battery it's a sla it's rechargeable sealed lead acid um, says constant voltage charge. Um, it's a decent battery. Um, I bought this locally at, um, a shop that produces like industrial batteries. Um, kind of specifically there, he's kind of specialized in, um, forklift batteries. So I had gone to just like batteries plus to originally buy a battery and they had like Duracell ones or something sealed by acids. And, you know, everybody was telling me about the cost of these. You could get them cheap and you can through like Amazon and that sort of thing. Yeah. But I was also afraid of having like a high shipping charge because of what these are, Um, Oh, dude. you know? And so I was kind of, when I originally bought mine, I went with two of these Mm-hmm. And I put them in that battery box that's behind me, which is the Yak Power waterproof box. And that box weighed 26 pounds. So I had two grief, two 12. So it was 24 amp hours worth of battery. And it weighed 26 pounds. Um, it lasted a long time. Um, I could take that thing for the weekend and not have to charge it. Uh, that was my goal because a lot of times when we go camping or whatnot, uh, especially if you tend to get near the water, you tend to have sites that don't have electric. So that was kind of my goal is to not have to worry about charging with the truck. Um, you wouldn't be a big deal, but I have exhaust, like an aftermarket exhaust on my truck. So like starting it up at the campsite, it's kind of loud and obnoxious. Yeah. So I ran that battery set up last year and decide and i got aggravated with it because it weighed so much man like i could feel the difference in my kayak and how it performed with that battery sitting in the front storage area 
So I, I would talk about the weight real quick, because you said that battery box was 20-something pounds. 20, I think I threw it on the scale, so it was between 24 to 26 pounds. Well, I had two of them, two of the 12-amp-hour batteries in it. Yeah, the Dakota Lithium 54-amp-hour is 17 pounds, and uh, I believe the 100-amp-hour is like 27 pounds. Yeah. Something like that. So that, yeah. that's, that's crazy. And for... If you were to get an SLA battery for, say, like a Torquedo, mm-hmm. one of those type of batteries, it weighs a ton. You got to get a deep cycle. Yeah. And it's it, you're looking at what, like 50-something pounds probably easily? Like, because yeah. these batteries these batteries are almost, almost double the weight of what, you know, these other, you know, the Dakota, like, versus, like, what Dakota is. Um so, like, do, uh, Br- Brad, you you want to give us some more experiences on the other, you know, your other batteries and yeah, what, that... what what you think has caused like such a short lifespan on on SLAs? Yeah, the SLA. Um, so a lot of people don't realize that if you run them down all the way until they die, it actually damages the cell inside of it, and that's what <clears throat> causes the battery life to not last as long as it should. Uh, I believe that is why my batteries didn't even last a year. I would run those things um, sometimes like multiple trips until it completely died. And after reading and looking into it and everything, that's not the not the correct way you should be using an SLA battery. Uh, volt, they got voltage meters on fish finders now. And I always read that once you get to around like, 11.1 to 10.9 volts you need to stop using that battery and oh, you need really? to recharge. yeah and you need to recharge it because like i said you run it down it's going to damage the cells and then the battery is going to be useless which is i you've ran in that problem with some of your batteries before i've ran into it with like four batteries before so yeah and it's weird because on that battery on the sla the the one i just showed that battery says it has a constant voltage whether that's true or not, I have no idea. I've tested it and never saw it drop between 12.0, but I did sell Brad yeah. the other one of the battery, the SLA that I just showed, and Brad only got maybe one or two uses of it where it completely crapped out, it, which surprised me because the last time I'd used it, it wasn't like that. Um, now I am new to the battery game. Last year was the first year that I had them with the fish finder and I didn't know how to properly store them and I hadn't done any research in regards to that. So if you guys are in the market and you have batteries, especially SLA batteries and even lithium batteries, read up about them, research them on YouTube, find out what you need to do storage wise. Those batteries, the reason I probably ruined the battery that Brad ended up having, and that one is probably potentially ruined also, is because I did not fully charge them to store them. And I think you're supposed to do that. Yeah. And I kept them out in my garage throughout the wintertime. So I know that cold weather can damage the battery cells as well. Not I was, cold water, but weather. Yeah, uh, I was going to mention that too. Uh a lot of people keep their batteries in the garage all winter long and stuff. They don't charge them before they store them away for the season. Um, yeah, yeah, you got to do that. Uh, right now, I have I have all my batteries sitting on the floor right now. They're all fully charged, ready to go for the next trip. Uh, I keep them inside all year round. Yeah. 
See, I, I didn't kind of even think about that. I, I get real lazy towards the end of the season because I start trying to push little trips in here and there and yeah. I unpack my stuff sort of, but I keep it in the garage ready to kind of load up. And that was one thing I meant to do, but I did not do. I mean, I just finally straightened this room out. You can actually see the table in my desk now. It was, I, it, it's been a mess since, you know, last year's season. So that's one thing I think I need to work on is get more organized and just do more research on the things, you know, purchases like that to help kind of keep things the way they should be running. Yeah. Um, but yeah, it's, um, it, they work. SLAs work. They are definitely cheaper. Um, mm-hmm. but if you want something that's not nearly as heavy, you'll definitely want to look for lithium batteries, you know? So it's, it's definitely anybody who asks me, you know, well, that dude, that's really a high cost to me. Dude, that cost difference in lithium being much higher was well worth it when Mm -hmm. I finally got a 23 amp battery, which is basically the equivalent of what I had. And it weighs in that box right there. It weighs six to seven pounds. That's pretty crazy. Yeah. Yeah, so you're those, looking at like a uh, 17. See, I I can't say exactly what the weight is because I'm throwing them on a normal, you know, dietary scale that you just step on. You know, like. Well, heck, <laughs> let, let's so. look at look let's look up look it up right now. You got the 23 amp hour. Yeah. Uh, I just looked up the deep cycle. They're 60 pounds. Yeah. And then the 23 amp hour Dakota lithium. Oh come on. It gave me the wrong one. Went back to the 54. Midway USA brand product designers have one straightforward goal. Develop high-quality, technically sound products and deliver them to customers at reasonable prices. If you are immersed in the shooting sports industry and pay close attention to every single detail, you know our products are built right and stand up to everyday use. Who has shooting mats and range bag systems to hunting clothing and just about everything for the outdoors? Log on and shop 24-7 with super fast shipping. MidwayUSA.com Crap, where's it at? And to mention also, like Brad's talking about like the constant voltage. You want to look at that. Um, With my Dakota lithium batteries uh, that I've ran, I've like when I have it fully charged, it comes reading on my voltage meter at 13.1. I've never seen it drop below that. It stays exactly at 13.1 every time I check it. Yeah. Uh, 6.4 pounds, 6.4. So yeah, that, that's crazy because that's double the size of, uh, the 10 amp hour that I have. Yeah. It's like but it's height, actually, the height. Yeah. It's the height. It's actually still thin. It's only probably about that thin now. Okay. Like, so this battery right here is probably the same size. This one's just kind of short and fat compared to that other one or to the Dakota lithium 23 amp hour battery. Yeah. <laughs> That that battery I didn't have an issue with. I did use it for a little bit, um, but it was just heavy, man. It's and it didn't heavy. it didn't fit in my uh, dry pod either because the dry yeah. pod's made for the skinny, you know, regular battery. Yeah, that you see sealed lead, lead acid. Yeah, so that was the original goal. I did two twelves, 
they're why they were wired in that box behind me and it thing was so heavy that like i eventually just stopped taking it like everybody's got their fish fires i'm like i just didn't want to bring the battery man yeah so much yeah i remember you saying that on our river trips yeah it's uh but now with the dakota lithium it's so much nicer it's so much easier um it doesn't really affect the performance of the boat you know so um i mean and not that the other one did but it could potentially like if it's sitting off like one side or the other side you know not sitting like dead center you could possibly probably feel that weight especially if you have some other things in your like the one time i really felt it i had my anchor which was is an eight pound mushroom anchor on on the same side that battery was sitting on in the boat but the battery's up front and it, it was in the rear but if I lean to the right, I could feel the kayak <laughs> dip much further to the right yeah. than to the left. So, I, I read uh, somebody posted in the Bonafide group they were using the uh, uh, what is that thing called the cell block? Is, yeah, yeah, they were using the cell block on a gear track, and they said they could feel their kayak like tilt to the side a little bit more because of it. I yeah, thought it was I mean, interesting. It de- definitely, if you're using a heavy enough SLA battery, you'll you can feel that for sure. And whether it's something that bothers you not, that's that'd be something that's a personal type of, you know, a personal like, you know, feeling like of, uh, yeah, I like that or I don't like it or it does bother you or it does not. You know, it's kind of like that. Even when I ran that heavy battery setup for a while, it wasn't awful, but it just it was annoying carrying that thing around. Like every time I packed it up, because I would put my battery box and all my um like yak attack accessory stuff i need to rig up fish finder all in like a, a like a milk crate and i'd carry it dude that thing would just weigh so much yeah. with so much stuff and i'm like ugh, it's just as soon as i switch over to uh, dakota lithium batteries it was night and day difference man yeah um i want to go over a little bit how like you rig your batteries inside of a box and stuff uh, I, I see a lot of people asking the questions what kind of connectors do you use uh inline fuses so yeah um well i do not have brad you might be able to touch on this a little bit more than me um i bought a yak power box um it's 90 something dollars 99 dollars um i had bought it originally with a bunch of like yak power stuff so i bought like the connector from the you know your fish finder wires you had to hook it up because it's a sae connection um so that's the port that's on the side of the box I also wanted to put the box inside the front storage compartment of the Kusa HD. So I had to buy a connection that, but I didn't want to have wires coming out of the lid. Mm -hmm. So I drilled a hole in the wall between, um, you know, the cockpit open area of the boat into where the storage area, front storage bin is. And so I had to drill a hole in a sense and then kind of carve it out with the screwdriver while it was running like a power screwdriver that matched that SAE connection port. Wasn't a big deal. It actually went in smooth. I never had water, no leakage or anything like that. It just it was a SAE, SAE connection wire to there. Now that box has the actual, I think if I remember correctly, the the actual connection from... The fish finder wiring to the SAE connection, it just kind of made it an SAE connection instead of just being bare wires, right? That had a fuse on it. And then there's actually a fuse inside the box as well. Um, So, and then there were, 
the F type connections, I think there's, if I remember correctly, it's F1 and F2 type of connectors. The connectors that were on my battery versus the ones that are actually inside the box were different, but you can actually buy little adapters. So it's like the F1 turns it into an F2 connection. I'm not 100% sure which is which, to be honest with you. Um, but I had to get those from the battery supplier when I bought that um, at the SLA battery. So mm -hmm. I have no experience in electronics like that to be able to build a box like that. I wish I did because I wanted to build a different box for the uh, Dakota lithium batteries I have. But um, I just ended up using the Yak Power box again because it was wired up. And I, I spoke, I sat down with a buddy of mine, Mike, and he was like, well, yeah, you can utilize it. There's nothing wrong with the box. And, you know, instead of spending money trying to build another one, let's just utilize this. And um, in that box, though, there's actually three sets of connectors. So you could, uh, the battery box was set up to run like one big battery or two medium batteries or three small batteries. So you could actually fit seven sla batteries inside that box and it had the connectors Dang. for all like all three yeah that's um, cool so what i did with the dakota lithium was took two of them and doubled it up onto the uh the post for it <clears throat> now the 23 amp hour battery that doesn't have those f-type connections it has the little circle style yeah connectors, yeah like the regular battery terminal kind of connectors that a lot of people are used to you would see like on your car or something like that spade but much terminal yeah, spade terminal connectors yeah okay I don't know so, what the circle ones are called. I was going to ask you about that, though. Um, You know, I'm not 100% sure what they're called. Like I said. I, I well, back. I was going to ask you what that battery had, what kind of terminals. So yeah. it, has, it has the circle. Yeah. Yeah. Gotcha. So it's got a post, slides yeah. down on it, screw it down. So Okay. That's cool. So my battery box, I think, I, I did build my own, actually. And what I did was I got a... Uh, one of those large watertight boxes from Field and Stream or Walmart or something. Uh, it fit a lead acid battery in there perfectly, uh, <laughs> with, with some room to play for your wires and everything. But so what I did was uh, drilled a hole, and then I found these uh, connectors. It, it's a watertight uh, thing. Uh, before the Yak uh, Yak Attack uh, through hole kit came out. They were called a uh, cable cable gland uh, glands, and you screwed you unscrewed one side. You you put that in the hole that you drilled, and you screwed it in, and that's what held it to the box. And then you ran your wires through that. It had like a rubber thing that when you twisted down the other uh, nut outside of the box, it like uh, squeezed squeezed together that rubber around the wire and made it watertight. So that's that's how I ran my wires into the box. I used the uh, uh, spade terminal connectors, but I, I I know a lot of people out there ask the question, well, what kind of connections are those? You can get those anywhere. Like, <clears throat> I, I think I got mine at AutoZone. I've seen them at Walmart. Uh, they're they're cheap. You get like twenty of them for like three bucks. Oh, you probably uh, get them at any hardware store, really, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, most fish finders do come with the inline fuse, but I have had a fish finder that didn't have one. And if, if your fish finder doesn't have one, you might you might want to put it on there anyway. Uh, usually they're like three amp hour fuse or something like that. Um, it's just just a little extra protection. I've actually blown a fuse on one of my fish finders before. I don't know how it happened, but 
I had to replace the fuse and without the fuse, who knows what, who knows what would have happened to my fish finder, you know? Yeah. But other than that, that, that box turned out nice. And I had the wires in there nice and neat and connections were always right inside the box. So I could just unplug and plug back in real quick. Yeah, one thing I kind of had an issue with the Yak Power connector, the the one that turned your fish finder connections into an SAE wire connection like that, was the gauge of the wiring was much bigger on the Yak Power versus what my fish finder was. I was surprised how thin the wires are for the fish finder. So when I did mine, I connected them with a buck connector, but it was really hard to kind of get that to sit good. So like after I like heat shrunk everything there was still a gap so i ended up putting electrical tape real tight <laughs> all the way around that connection because i just i didn't like it it didn't feel very water water sealed like it, it just it bothered me a lot man for a long time so that it's kind of messy looking but it's it's worked and served its purpose so i haven't had any issues the only issues and i don't know if this is battery related or not but my fish finder for some reason it's like the transducer like freezes up and stops reading and but my fish finder stays powered i haven't figured out what's going on with that yet but i saw you post in the garmin group do you ever get any like answers oh everybody just tells me to contact garmin customer service so yeah hey you bought that a few years ago too though right yeah about two years ago so is it still under warranty i don't know possibly it may not even be that maybe it was the old battery setup i don't know I, I have no idea to be honest with you so um i did find that i had a blown fuse on um on one of my uh, or on that inline fuse thing so i don't think i would think though that the power would have been completely cut out like mm -hmm. so but you know um the one thing i do really like about the yak power box and this is why i ended up just keeping it instead of attempting to build one um i think i could have figured out to do like how you did yours um it's a pretty simple like fix i i thought about doing the same thing but i also wanted to have two usb ports yeah and so that's kind of where my knowledge of how to wire something out kind of got like a little on you know the inexperienced side i'm like how do you wire that stuff together for it to not do damage to the battery or whatnot mm -hmm. so um i ended up just obviously keeping the yak power box because it does have two usb ports on it because i plan on running like you know some video and stuff uh for some gopros and i'm trying to wire up my gopros to have a constant power supply as opposed to sitting there changing out batteries um at least on two of them so that that'll be nice to have that ability to do it so yeah since we're on the uh subject of talking about battery boxes i'm gonna freaking grab mine here real quick i just got this and i absolutely love it i didn't Heck think yeah. i would i didn't think i'd use it as much as i have already but man the power box 10 yep dakota lithium power box 10 it comes with a 10 amp hour uh, uh lithium ion battery inside uh this is cool man it has the uh two usb ports and then um uh one of those 12 volt things that, you know that plugs into a cigarette lighter in a yeah. uh, truck or something and then it has these two uh terminals here and this is cool because you can unscrew those all the way up you hit the power button and then you hit this other button here 
and you plug your charger to it and you can charge the battery inside here uh without having to take the battery out of the box yeah and then that that also serves another purpose of like connecting wires to it and stuff you know yeah um like if you want to connect your fish finder right to this and just have that as your battery box, there's actually holes down here. If you unscrew these black things, there's holes in the, the post right there for wires. And then you just tighten it down. Nice. So that's pretty cool. And then the last cool thing about this box is it has the, the light. Heck yeah. And it is super bright. I don't know. <laughs> I don't know how many lumens it is, but man is bright. And it's nice, too, because you have the ability to cut the power to your fish finder just by the pressing a button. You know? Yeah. The, the, whole, the whole power button right here, just, it shuts the whole box off. Yeah. It's cool. Right. That's, a, that's another nice feature, too, about the Yak Power Box. It has a, uh, it has a power, you know, on-off switch as well. So. Yeah. Yeah, you guys look, look in there. It has all the crazy wiring and stuff. They, they, do, it, they do it the right way. It's, it's nice. Yeah. I'm, I'm glad I got it. It, uh, during the whole live feed, I had my phone connected to it, sitting up by my feet. Yeah, and you didn't have any power issues at all, did you? No, not at all. It was it was nice. This upcoming concert season will be all about the boots, and Tecovis is your stop for the best in Western style. Tecovis has seasonal and limited edition offerings this spring and summer, including men's and women's boots, apparel, hats, bags, and more. All Tecovis boots are made by hand in a time-honored tradition with timeless styles that are always on trend. And Tecovis has first wear comfort with little to no break-in period. It's hard to find this level of comfort paired with this level of style. Stop by your local Tecovis store, have a complimentary drink or two, that's WCB style, and shop new styles. The smell of fresh leather and friendly staff are at your service. Many stores even have leather custom branding to make your boots truly personalized. And with regular live music and events, there's no in-store experience like it. If you can't make it into a store, just visit tecovas.com. That's T-E-C-O-V-A-S.com. They offer free shipping on all boots as well as free returns and exchanges and ship right to your door. Go to tecovas.com and find your new favorite pair of boots today. That's my only experience with like a professional box. So yeah. I, I don't really, you know, I've always DIY'd something. Yeah. It's a difference though. I mean, like you said, you've got all the, when you look at that wiring, would you have been able to sit down and been like, oh, I know how to do that. I was well, like, I opened mine up. I'm like, no. Well, I, I, I probably not, but I, I know how to, I, I can wire a house. Yeah. So I might be able to figure out Jimmy rig something if I may wanted to make one of these, but I don't know if I'd be able to do it to this professional level. <laughs> yeah. It's, it's kind of like the thing of like thinking of this too, like, Oh man, where, where's all the, you know, the glue placement, what's the best spots where yeah. you, don't, you don't accidentally glue something that shouldn't have glue on it or, you know, that sort of thing. So. Yeah. Yeah. Um, well, I guess we can go into the actual batteries itself. Yeah, Just, or, or you want to talk about uh, any of the other batteries that you've had that you um, had experience with? Well, the I had the uh, Nakwa battery, but I only used it for one trip. Oh, really? Yeah, but yeah, I I liked it. I I, I was gonna like it. You know, I was gonna I was planning on using it 
all year round. And from what I saw and looked at it, it was nice. It felt nice. It was really lightweight. Yeah, it's tiny um, too. Like, yeah, it's a small. It's super tiny, super tiny. It's just like a like a Klondike bar. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> that's like that. That's the best explanation I can give to you. That battery was. It, it was nice. I, I think I would have liked it. The you want to talk, talk about the issue you had with it um, and let people know kind of like what, what they can do to resolve it, especially if they run into the same problem you ended up having? Yeah, I had that battery for like three months maybe. Uh, I bought it over the winter, uh, beginning of winter. Uh, the charger, when, when I went to go charge it, well, to make sure it was charged before my first trip this year, the charger completely stopped working and I, you know, I charged it once before that. Um, how'd you figure out that it, the, like what was wrong that kind of cued that? Did you check the voltage? It was bad or no, the, well, it's actually a common problem with NACWA old, uh, chargers that the bat, the, uh, light indicator for the charger, um, doesn't light up. And, uh, that just means you got to, faulty charger yeah um so yeah i was i was sitting there trying to charge it and the light wasn't coming on or anything i was like well crap i just watched a video recently uh showing that if the light's not working then it's a faulty charger so i i actually bought it through yak attack so i contacted them they uh, forwarded me to naqua i talked to them i had to fill out a little form and I mean, literally, not even two days, like two full days, 48 hours, I had a brand new charger. Yeah, and it's a completely redesigned, too, isn't it? Yeah, and that that charger has the 25%, 50%, 75%, and 100% indicator light Uh on the charger. It's called the Pro Charger. It's a $35 upgrade, but they included it with the uh, Nakwa battery for 2020. So okay. that's cool. That that's a pretty common problem though that a lot of people are complaining about the charger uh going bad. Yeah. But you you did like that battery overall, not at least the ones that you got to use it, right? Yeah, I mean yeah. it it was easy to rig up. The thing I don't <sighs> like about it is the connection you, you you push them together and you had to put it like a you had to screw a little screw around it to tighten it together i didn't like that um the screw didn't seem to want to catch sometimes it just felt like it was stripped i guess yeah but other than that no it matters yeah i i know people who use a, like naqua like they're religious with them and they buy like multiple ones to run this this and that because of the size of them man they're so like so small that they're just not intrusive in your kayak. Like there's so many places you can put it and, you know, and it's, it's a nice setup. You know, I'm actually thinking about utilizing, getting one for like the GoPro to be able to run the GoPro continuously. So I plan on using my 23 amp hour battery up front and have a GoPro hooked up to a USB port there and then have my fish finder hooked up to it and then put a, um, a Nakwa in the rear to run that, uh, to run the rear camera. That's a good idea. I, those things are waterproof too, I think, or water resistant. I can't remember. Yeah. The nice thing is, is I can, there's like these 
points inside that Kilroy that I can like clip a carabiner to it. And I think I like, like little, it's like a piece of cordage and I could just hang it on there. I think. Yeah. Are, are you talking about the case that encloses the battery? Well, I think I could figure out something. I mean, all you have to do is. I ahead. think it did have a little uh, loop thing in there where you could connect it to something. I can't remember though. Yeah. I mean, even if that, I think I could just put a, like a zip tie around it. That's semi tight. And then put a carabiner, like a carabiner around it and clip it onto that. And it would just be up off the bottom of the boat. You know what I mean? Cause that boat gets water in it because mm-hmm. it's sitting inside. There's no drainage. So that's one thing I've got to be really careful about, um, is electronics being on the floor of that boat. So yeah, even with that battery box, I mean, it, the battery box is waterproof, but you can't say those connection points are, you know, where USB plugs in like, mm-hmm. I, yeah, I didn't think about that. Hmm. So interesting. That um I was oh yeah. The Nakwa battery, they have a uh a splitter or something like that where you can connect two of those Nakwa batteries together and make it a twenty amp battery. Yeah. And then they also come with accessories too where you have a USB port for them too. Like Oh really? Yeah. I didn't know that. So um but yeah, um you know, as far as like, that's my experience with the batteries I've had. Um, I know what's really super nice about Dakota lithium and this definitely sets them apart. In my opinion is that they have an 11 year warranty on their batteries, you know, and I definitely know that SLA doesn't have a warranty like that on there. So, I mean, if at all, that thing might have a year warranty on it. Mm-hmm. Yeah. They're, they're usually a year. I think the, uh, um, uh, that's another thing I was going to mention that earlier when we were talking about sealed lead acid batteries, uh, you, you go to places like, um, batteries plus and stuff. Those batteries sit on the shelves one, maybe two years, you know? So yeah. by, by the time you purchase it, you're not getting a fresh battery. Dakota lithium, they build them to order. That's why yep. it takes so long for them to ship them out to you. They got to build that the whole thing to order. You get it. It's a fresh battery. It never been used. It'll last longer. Yeah. It's just it's it's worth it. I love my battery. Like this 10 amp hour battery. I've been on three trips, four hours, three four hours. Um, I haven't even had to charge it. Yeah. In those three or four trips. Yeah, it'll be crazy to use. I haven't had a chance to use uh, use the uh, S- my SLA or versus like what the other one what dakota lithium is it to see like what how much difference it is like because i haven't used it enough to say that because i haven't taken it out with me i haven't fished any lakes really yet um i took my fish finder out one time this year and my um like something was wrong with the that's when i figured out the fuse was blown so and i didn't have any extra fuses with me and stuff like that so i ended up just packing it back in the truck and going out so it'll be interesting to see like the difference in how long the 23 amp hour battery lasts oh versus versus i mean because the other one lasted a long time too i mean it was yeah. two 12 like sla batteries like i i, I know i would get easy four trips out of it mm-hmm. and that could be like six to seven hours of fishing so and i run a garmin striker 7 as uh side view so it 
doesn't pull a ton because it doesn't have a ton of extra features. Um, like it doesn't run like like maps or anything like that. So mm-hmm. um, I think its draw is a little bit more minimal than some of the more higher end fish finders. So yeah, that that's an that's another thing. Uh, you got a more powerful fish finder, it's gonna take more juice to run it. Yeah. Um, uh, I heard Craig Storms talking about Dakota Lithium. Uh, running with certain fish finders on a uh, yak legion and uh i i think he said with like the the ones that run more power the 23 amp hour will run it for three days straight yeah i wouldn't dying. doubt it i wouldn't doubt it like if the sla is doing that i can imagine that that dakota lithium is what it's so much more efficient also mm-hmm. like overall just it's it's going the way it charges the way it holds its voltage um you know, just to, everything, the, the weight of it, it's just, it, it's, it's an easier battery to handle. It's just, it's much more expensive, but in my eyes, dude, the amount of money that I ended up putting into the SLA battery pack that yeah. I built wasn't that much of a difference, to be honest with you. Like, I mean, those batteries aren't that cheap when you buy them that big. And sometimes it depends on how you buy them. And I buying them at that, at one place, I think they were 60 something dollars a piece. So mm-hmm. that's $120 in that the battery, the 23 amp battery that I have is 200 and between 230 and 260, I want to say. Mm-hmm. And so it's only like a hundred dollar difference, but the weight difference in my eyes was worth the hundred extra dollars. Yeah. Now, I know people build SLA batteries or buy them much, much, much more cheaper than what I did. Yeah. So. Yeah. Plus you're, you're paying for quality too. I think that's made in America. <sighs> yeah. And the warranty. Which, I mean, yeah. Yeah. Wait, dude, it that's important to me. Made in America stuff's important to me. People make fun of me for saying that, but I'm just like, you know what? I don't care, dude. It's important to me. So, <laughs> I was like, I, I mean, yeah, it's it's definitely. I mean, if if you're a made in the USA person, definitely check out Dakota Lithium. If you were like me and you were like, dude, I hate this thing. It weighs as much <laughs> as a car. It felt like at times. I was like, that's what ended up being important to me. That's why I made the switch. Like I remember talking to you guys. You guys are like, what? How much is that battery? And I'm like, dude, I'm telling you, man, it is worth it because of just the weight by itself. And then when you got your first one, you were like, I remember you were like, dude, it's incredible the amount of difference in weight of this box that I have versus the one I had when you had that 12 amp hour battery. Think about how heavy that stupid thing was, dude. I was afraid to drop that on my foot, like getting out of the truck. <laughs> I would always cringe, like, oh, please don't do this. <laughs> but hey, man, I know everybody's on a budget, though. So, yeah, I mean, if, if that's what you can afford, by but all it, means, use it. Don't yeah. just don't just don't run it down till it's dead, you know? Yeah. Like research it, find out what the proper you know charging procedures are um proper proper storage things because i know that i killed the slas that i had brad had the one i think he got two two trips out of it he's like dude this thing's dead already and i'm like yeah sorry about that you know it when i gave it to you though it it read good you know um but that's the thing i i've heard that when those things go they just go like it doesn't they don't like slowly fade away it's just it's either full on or nothing at all so yeah it is weird. I I don't get it. But have you ever uh, watched a video on how like a lithium ion battery is made? No, I have not. 
I might have to link that when we do the show post because it's kind of interesting. I watched like a six-minute video about a month ago, and like the cells inside of that, it's weird that like they come in sheets, and it looks like they compress it all together. There's like hundreds hundreds of sheets in there, and yeah, it, it's a process. I know that like they got to hang them, uh, let the stuff dry, and it, it's weird. Cool but though, that, it's interesting. Yeah, and you definitely though you want you want to definitely check out proper storage and charging for lithium batteries there's you know there's there's guidelines for anything like that whether it's your cell phone or you know just a power tool with a lithium battery you want to follow those things to the t because lithium batteries can be super dangerous if they explode they can i I had a friend whose parents had a house at they had a small fire in like their laundry room area from just a simple uh, lithium battery that was for a power tool that they left on a charger too long, you know? Mm-hmm. So once you get a battery charged, take it out. And even if you can, like you want a lot of times disconnect it too. Like if you have a, a box. Fishing like a local isn't just about catching fish. It's about connecting with the environment and the people who call it home. It's about hearing the stories and traditions that have been passed down for generations and sharing unforgettable moments with the people you meet along the way. Fishing like a local is having an experience that stays with you forever. And with Fishing Booker, you can experience it too, no matter where you are. Discover your next adventure on Fishing Booker. Like even Brad should probably, in his power box, disconnect that battery once it's charged. Um, Mm -hmm. Because you just you never know, like in all the horror stories, people having faulty batteries uh, and their cell phones and their cell phones catching fire and, uh, you know, crazy things like that. It's, it's no joke. There's a reason why there's restrictions on lithium batteries coming across on airplanes or how many they can. You know, when I bought the GoPros, they can only ship so many lithium batteries in one package, you know. Yeah. And those things are the size of like a matchbook. You know, they're tiny. That's why it's so so expensive to ship that stuff too. It's just because it's dangerous. Yeah. And I think they ship it by ground. Yeah, I mean, it's yeah. You you. I don't think you can have them flown whatsoever. So, um, you know, and there's a reason for that because there is a dangerous factor towards them. Uh, and but that's not to say SLA batteries don't have a danger factor. Any battery really, you know. So just make sure you properly store them properly charge them, take care of the battery, you know, and they'll last. So I uh, actually sold my uh, old battery to noob and it cost me 15 bucks to ship it to Tennessee. (laughs) (laughs) I was like, good grief. I'm honest with you. It's not that bad. I thought it would be, I thought it would have been more. So yeah, Yeah, it's not too bad. I I ended up selling the battery to him. I made like five bucks after the shipping because I didn't know, you know, I, I was uh, like, don't worry it, about it. it. Well, it depends on how you ship it to. Like, I know, did you UPS it or do it to the post office? Uh, post office, I think. Uh, the post office charges uh, tends to charge more. I sent Brian a Plano Edge box, and um, it was nine dollars to ship it. So, mm-hmm. yeah, I think that it was kind of due to the size <laughs> of the box. I grabbed a box that i had here and put a bunch of uh packing material in it like mm-hmm. leftover packing material from all the purchases we tend to make and so the box is a little on the big side for the plano edge box but i just wanted to make sure it didn't get damaged because it's plastic and you know 
I just didn't. Yeah, I don't trust UPS or any of those guys not to just toss a box. So, <laughs> dude, my brother works for FedEx and he's sending me Snapchats. I'm like, <laughs> I'm like, dude, you got you guys are idiots. <laughs> oh man, I'm not even gonna say anything. <laughs> You got anything else you want to add about any other experiences or? No, I, I was going to mention the, uh, the other brands cause we're not going to be biased here. Uh, yeah. Benio, uh, I think, um, Sam's on their team now. Um, amped outdoors is a popular one right now. So, yeah. Um, there's a few companies out there that make lithium batteries too. And, you know, um, but like Brad mentioned before, you know, you run a run a fish grinder. You maybe you're on a budget. You know, there's nothing wrong with using an SLA. Just look at it this way, though: those batteries will not last very long, um, especially if you're rough on them. Uh, if you don't charge them and store them properly, like I did, obviously you'll shorten the life of the battery. And when it goes, it goes. So like it's, you have the potential to be in the middle of a tournament sitting there fishing and boom, your fish finder has gone, you know, <laughs> you might've had a, you might've had a full charge, you know, or something and it just went dead in no time. So, um, you know, be budget conscious obviously, but if you can save the extra money and run a, a, a lithium battery, I would, I would recommend to do that just on the sheer fact of how much lighter it is. And, you know, something that's important is when you're out there kayak fishing, uh, you know, keeping your boat as light as possible. Uh, it kind of helps with the danger factors, like safety wise, you get those boats, you know, especially if you're a big dude pushing 300 pounds, you know, or something like that, you're, you know, six foot five, 300 pounds, and you've got a hundred pounds of gear, man, you start pushing that envelope of what those kayaks can handle. You know, I know a lot of them around the 400 to 500, um, capacity for weight so um keep that in mind you know it's not a bad idea if you could get out and take all your gear and weigh it you know mm -hmm. if you can you know um i i think i i think i did that last year and found that i had close to 50 pounds worth of gear jeez you know? that was what that old battery oh, that old battery pack you know and the fish finder all the accessories you know, all my tackle, like I put it all on the scale and it was, you know, easily pushing close to 50 pounds. So, you know, I'm, I'm, I'm kind of yeah. interested to see how much mine weighs because Brian always makes fun of how heavy my 127 is. Yeah, that, that thing is heavy, it, you know, it's 94 got, pounds without the gear. Right, right. And then but, you know, it you also, you know, luckily you're a light enough guy you know, you're a small enough person that you'll have trouble pushing that, that max capacity weight. But if you're a big dude and you're on one of these kayaks and then you start putting on a Torquedo and you got a Torquedo battery and then you got a fish well, finder battery, you know, that's a different story. Cause the Torquedo and the battery together is only 16 pounds. Yeah. But I'm saying though, like as you add all your other stuff up, that's where like buying a, a lithium battery for your fish finder as opposed to having oh, yeah. 24 amp hours worth of SLAs that weighs 26 pounds, you know, like that box weighed more than a Torquedo and battery setup completely. That's yeah. crazy to think about that. 
it it's funny because like these different kayak brands uh hobie and the native titan they both weigh like what 120 130 140 yeah. maybe and then with all your gear and if you're using sealed lead acid batteries man that's that's gonna be pretty heavy it's a heavy boat that's when you're uh like you know definitely carting it you ain't having fun trying to carry it to the oh, water <laughs> i hate carrying mine to the water dude and it's only 94 yeah <laughs> Mine, mine is, uh, I think the same weight as yours, but for some reason it carries better than what my Coos HD does. Um, me and Mike Grimsley went on a river trip on Sunday and he's like, dude, this thing's light. And I'm like, it's heavier than the Kusa HD, but I think it's just the way it's balanced out with it being longer and stuff and wider. It just, it feels, it feels lighter. I, I don't know why, hmm. but it's almost 10 pounds heavier than what my, uh, my case hmm. HD was so interesting. I yeah. do think though that the seat setup on mine, the seat is actually technically a little bit lighter than the seat in the Kusa was. Yeah. So, I don't know, but that's not that much difference, but no, I'm trying to cut weight this year. So I'm probably going to be in a RS one seventeen here soon. Hopefully. Yeah. Heck yeah. But that's all I got. Cool, man. Well, uh, it was a good episode. Hopefully we shed some light on, you know, our battery experiences for our listeners. If you guys have any questions, feel free to reach out to Brad or I or through Paddlefin Podcast as well. We have multiple people that can answer your questions. They use all kinds of different batteries. Um, you know, like um, Brad will link in the, uh, the video of how, you know, lithium batteries are made or whatever. And if you guys want to throw up some suggestions or anything else that you guys have seen that's different feel free to throw it up on the post uh that we do for the show in the morning and you know spread the knowledge man that's what we're here for and it's kind of what brad and i's episodes all about is just our experience with certain types of gear and accessories and whatnot and you know uh, it it opens a lot of eyes you know i i kind of look at the point of man i wasted a lot of money on those slas that oh yeah all i had to do is save up a hundred extra bucks man and that would have uh, saved a lot of, uh, you know, just stress over that stupid battery setup. So, I would have loved to have episodes like this when I first started getting into kayak fishing. Yeah. I wasted so much money, man, when I first started. <laughs> and that's how Crazy. it goes. You go, you go through it, and you know it's. Um, but you know, like. It, like you mentioned before, the budget thing is important to people. And some people just don't have the funds or the ability mm -hmm. to do that. So we're not ever going to knock one thing over another. We're just going to share our experience. Like I ran SLA batteries. I ran it for a year. I didn't like it. And then I switched because of, you know, and it was a learning experience. And that's why we want to do episodes like this for our listeners, because, you know, you maybe you'll be like, oh, yeah, that that makes a good point. I don't want to. I'll just wait, save up 100 150 extra dollars dude and just get the nice battery and now i know that i have 11 year warranty backing it up instead of worrying about that sla yep. dying in a year because i mean really if you end up how much cost do you think you spent on batteries by itself before you got dakota lithium batteries jeez man probably a couple hundred easily yeah. easily yeah yeah huh so. yeah we're we're by no means experts either it's just our experiences yep <laughs> But I think uh, we are going to get uh, Dakota Lithium on a show here soon. Highlight their products. Talk to them. 
Heck yeah. They have all kinds of different stuff too. A lot of cool different battery setups. And um, I, I jumped on a website the other day and I was just like, I'm amazed like at some of the setups they have, especially those bigger battery setups, man. Yeah. Yeah. They're nice for trolling motors and stuff. Yeah. I want one. I want one. <laughs> awesome. Mm-hmm. All right. Well, uh, we just want to thank everybody for listening to the episode again. And uh, with that, Brad and I'll sign out. You guys have a good weekend. And if you're in any tournaments, good luck and be safe out there. See ya. See ya. Bye. Go check out the website, guys. Paddle, the letter N and Finn.com. Also, check out YouTube, youtube.com forward slash Paddle and Finn. If you got a question, comment, or want to hear from a future guest, feel free to email us at paddle, the letter N, and fin at gmail.com. Don't forget to follow us on social media. We're doing giveaways, announcements, things like that at Facebook and Instagram at paddle and fin. Shout out to our show supporters, Rocktown Adventures, Leveling Canoe and Kayak, Hammered Lures, Fish Mob Lures, TRC Covers, Catch Products. Go to catchproducts.com. You can put the paddle and fin logo right on your catchboard. Don't forget to go over and pick up your Jig Masters jigs. Use promo code PNF20 and save 20% today. Don't forget to rate and review the podcast on whatever platform you're listening to. It helps grow the audience, helps others find our podcast. So please drop a five-star rating in on the podcast platform you're listening on. Don't forget about the recycled plastics program, you guys. Take your used plastic baits, put them in an envelope, mail them to the address in the show notes. Our man Eric Richards at Hammered Lures melts those down, makes new baits, and donates them to various chapters of Heroes on the Water. One of the most legendary shows in the outdoors is on Waypoint TV. Don't miss Primo's Truth About Hunting, Wednesday nights at 7 p.m. Eastern on Waypoint TV, the destination for outdoor entertainment. A life that has the stories to back it, a life to be proud of. It's a Winchester life. Yeah, baby, 6'8 Western. Oh, I'm old there, baby, right there. Tune in every Tuesday at 7 p.m. Eastern on Waypoint TV.